Welcome once again to Lato's Law. Here's Steve Lato. Quite often, stories I talk about pop up in the news more than once. Sometimes there's follow-ups or slight updates, and someone will send me a story, and I'll go look at it you know, and say, hey, I think that looks familiar. And I realize, oh, I've already done that story. But it also happens where something so strange happens more than once in different parts of the country that I look at it and go, that's got to be the same story. And it's not. And that's the scary part. So Reason.com's got a story that Stephen with a PH tipped me off to, written by Billy Binion. Great article. An innocent woman is on the hook for thousands of dollars after a SWAT team destroyed her home. You go, we've heard this story before. Well, yes and no. This is a different example. And it turns out it's now happened two or three times to two or three different people in different cities, in different states. And you're like, what? <laughs> this is crazy. In June of 2022... Law enforcement showed up at a modest home in South Bend, Indiana. They threw dozens of tear gas grenades into the house, launched flash bang grenades through the front door, smashed windows, destroyed the security cameras, because, you know, why not, punched holes in the walls, ripped a panel and fan from the bathroom wall and ceiling, ransacked and tossed furniture, tore the curtains down, broke a mirror, and busted storage containers. The tear gas bombs left openings in the walls, floors, and ceiling. Shattered glass was everywhere. And a litany of personal belongings were ruined from clothing, beds, electronics, childhood drawings, and family photos. Now, the police weren't just doing this for the fun of it. They were looking for a guy. They were looking for a fugitive who is now behind bars. So you go, good, they got the guy while he was in that house. No, he wasn't in that house. That was just a mistake. Law enforcement did not get the man at the residence on East Calvert as he did not own that home, did not know the owners, and had never been there. The police just kind of made a gigantic mistake. The actual owner of the house, who was not connected to this in any way, was not a suspect, uh, she was punished anyway as the government left her to pick up the tab after officers dismantled and wrecked much of her house. So they showed up, they trashed the place, they said, oops, He's not here. And they left. Will you pay for this? No, we don't do that. So it was a bad investigation. An officer attempting to locate the man looked him up on Facebook and concluded mistakenly that he was accessing Facebook from an IP address tied to the house here that they destroyed. Turns out he wasn't. That was just a mistake. Numbers can get real confusing, you know. So on June 10th, 2022... Upon surrounding the house, police ordered the occupants to leave. So there was a 15-year-old boy home, and he actually came out with his hands up. Police immediately conceded on body camera footage that he was not who they were looking for. And yet, they placed him in handcuffs, put him in a caged squad car, and took him to the police station. Just in case. A neighbor called the woman who owned the house to let her know that something dire appeared to be happening outside her home prompting her to return to the residence. When she got there, she told them that the man they were looking for was not inside because she had no idea who he was, and that her security cameras were there, and she could have used them to tell them if anybody's inside, but they'd been destroyed. And so the SWAT team, along with a backup from the St. Joseph Police Department, proceeded to do what they did. Over 30 officers were involved in trashing the house, the result forced her and her son to sleep in the car for several nights as the toxic fumes lingered while her daughter had to stay elsewhere 
until the space was safe to live again. So she is employed as a medical assistant, does not dispute that the police had a warrant for the property, mistaken as it was. What she does dispute, however, is that the government can leave her to shoulder the financial burden of their mistake. There's no question this was a mistake, okay? After contacting the police department and uh, the county and others, she received a mixture of, eh, no comments, and um, people handing off the, you know, the, the responsibility to each other. So now she's filed a lawsuit in St. Joseph County Circuit Court. A year and a half now after the raid, those agencies have paid her nothing. Her home insurance helped in part but declined to pay the full amount because they say, well, we don't have to pay for it. This is not something covered by the policy because this is, um, this is a governmental action. So this is not the first time, in case you're wondering, the government has destroyed an innocent person's property and left them to pick up the pieces. Uh, Hadley's experience, that's the woman here, once again requires that we answer the following. When law enforcement wrecks someone's house or business in pursuit of public safety, who should bear the cost? So in the article, the author reminds us of a story out of Southern California where a business got destroyed. And then, of course, we have Vicki Baker out of Texas, who's represented by the Institute for Justice. And there, a trial court said, yes, you can sue the, you can sue the police. And a jury gave her an award. But unfortunately, the Fifth Circuit Court of Appeals reversed that. And they said that is a necessity. It was a necessity and an emergency. Therefore, the police can do this. And this is a great example of one where most people look at this and they go, this is obviously a Fifth Amendment taking. It's the government taking something from you. They take it from you for the public good. They got to compensate you for it. Well, they're doing this for the public good, right? They should compensate you. And they say, no, because it's not a typical taking where we knocked on your house to, you know, put in a highway. This is a kind of taking where it's an emergency. Okay. Did the Fifth Amendment say a taking except for an emergency? And so it's kind of weird that the law has evolved this way, but the courts have done this. And it's almost like, I guess, the legislatures need to step up and say, okay, when the police destroy a house and there is a mistake involved in particular, and it's the wrong house, they ought to pay for it. But it seems to me that if the police are chasing somebody and they run into my house, and the police feel the need to destroy my house to get the person out. Um, I think I should be compensated for that. I think I should. So if the Constitution won't do it, the legislatures would need to step in and do it. Is that going to happen? No. And so I really wish that one of these cases makes it, and one of them will, up to the Supreme Court, and that SCOTUS will look at this and go, gee, it's a taking. A taking is a taking is a taking. It's... it's <laughs> It's not takings and emergency takings. It's just takings. So this one, again, here's what often happens. Something will happen, and the courts will rule away, and a lot of people go, that doesn't seem right. And it'll happen again. It'll happen again. And number one, by the repetition, guarantees that eventually everyone will hear about one of these. But number two, and this is the important thing, not all these cases are identical. So the woman in Texas... There actually was a fugitive in her house. Okay, so people go, I kind of understand that there was a fugitive in her house. Here, they made a mistake and decided to raid a house that had nothing to do with the guy they were looking for. 
okay, if anyone deserves compensation, it's her. More so than the woman in Texas. I think they both deserve compensation. But the point is that as these cases continue to happen, you're going to start getting examples like this, where it was completely the wrong house. Okay, still you're not going to pay her? (laughs) Okay. So the article is lengthy as he goes through all the examples of the cases where this happened. But this is now apparently the most egregious case. She's got a lawsuit pending. We'll see what happens. But the problem, of course, is no matter what happens at the trial court level, when it goes up on appeal, there's a very good chance the appellate court's going to go, it was an emergency. It was a necessity. Therefore, they don't have to pay you, even though there shouldn't be a connection there. I don't, I don't think that it matters if it's an emergency or a necessity. I mean, they claim it's a necessity when they take your house to put in a freeway. That's a necessity. They pay you for it. So, Stephen with the PH, thanks for sending it. Billy Binion with the Forreason.com. This innocent woman is on the hook for thousands after a SWAT team destroyed her home, and no one wants to pay for it. Questions or comments? Put them below. Let's talk to you later. Bye-bye. Thank you for watching Lato's Law. I'm thankful for the 3-ounce Ziploc bag. It gives me somewhere to put my savings.